Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking to my cousin, Robbie Jones, who is a 38-year-old guidance counselor and volunteer firefighter from Stouffville, Ontario. This episode has some great tips about homeschooling and how when life gets busy, you may need to take a step away from gaming. I have also added a new conclusion section to the end of the episode where I will summarize the few important takeaways from the podcast. So stick around. I hope you enjoy the episode. Sure. Welcome to the show, Ravi. Uh, why don't we start out by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself as a person and a father? Well, I've got a, a close connection to one, Michael Walker. I call him my cousin. He's not my cousin, but we grew up together calling each other cousins and his parents were my uncles. So um, they're not really, again, my aunts and uncles, but that's how we all, we all get connected. I'm... 30, what am I, 38? Yeah, I'm 38 years old. I live in Stouffville. Uh, I grew up in the same community I still live in. I've got two kids. They are eight and 11. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to this a little bit later, but my younger one who's eight absolutely loves playing video games. Every day I need to kind of say, okay, that's been two hours. Shut her down now. And he, he mopes a little bit, but then he, he complies. So he, he loves it. Yeah. Um, and then my older one's 11. So she's, uh, yeah, she just likes walking around outside, not playing video games. <laughs> well, I know if I recall correctly, uh, I've seen her in the past, like she's kind of start getting to Minecraft a bit, but it's yeah. like casual. So she likes, she'll play Minecraft and Roblox and she's actually started playing Fortnite. She's terrible oh, at wow. it, okay. but it's okay. She doesn't like, oh, what are they called? She told me the term for it the other day. The guys that come into your world. And you can't talk to them because you're not connected to them, but they just kill you in like a quarter of a second. So she doesn't like those people because she just wants to really just build the forts. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think there is like a, a mode in Fortnite, like a free build mode where you can even turn, like you could create a lobby or she could, where you turn off like friendly fire and like, you know, shooting and you basically just build. Yeah. Um, so you I should look she... into that for her. So no, she does. Um, but she'll jump in sometimes to the same forms as, as her brother, um, who just likes blowing stuff up and killing people and getting killed by other people. So they kind of have to go back and forth. Like, are we going to be in an open world where everyone could kill us or are we just going to build stuff? So they play together, which is good. Um, but yeah, she, she prefers kind of cooperative games. Um, which I don't know, that's just the way she is, which is, which is good. That's great. So you're saying like, uh, you know, Spencer, uh, the younger uh, boy that he, you know, you have to call him quits at like the two hour mark. Just out of curiosity, is there, do you guys have like a set time limit, like a, a certain duration per day that's permitted or is it depending on the, you know, if he's done his homework or not or. Yeah, it, it depends on a ton of factors. It's not, we don't have a hard 45 minutes, one hour, two hours. So he gets up super early. He's up every morning at six. He decided he wanted to start Christmas day at three 30 in the morning. So he got up, ran into our room. Santa's been here. Let's go open our games. Let's go open our presents and get the day started. We were like, no, go away, shut the day down. So there are times where he'll get up at five 30 in the morning on a Saturday and then just like turn on his Nintendo switch and start playing. And then we don't get out of bed to like seven, seven 30. And so he's already him, like two hours in by the time he can wake up. Exactly. And the first question out of our mouth is not always, when did you turn that on? So it, it depends on what time he's been up. But we also find that there's certain games he plays that he can, he can switch off and then go run outside and be a functional human being. 
those other games he he plays when he turns it off he's a little crab apple for like an hour and a half afterwards like he's sooky or he's just he's not he doesn't want to just engage in other things so those are more of the games that we were a bit tighter with in terms of time and we find that it's got a bit of a theme if there are games like Fortnite where he is he's on a microphone with one of his buddies and he's they're conversing and they're cooperating and they're ganging up on somebody to go that'll kill a guy or build a massive fort he turns that off and he's like okay let's go play at the park let's run around can i help you bake can we do this can we do that but when he's in his own little world and he's not connected to anyone else socially in a game and it's kind of like just level after level of super mario brothers those are the ones that we find he, he takes a little bit of a of a rebound i guess where he's got to come back and come back to reality yeah exactly yeah that's actually funny interesting because i honestly find myself sometimes i'm like that but i actually would probably say it's the opposite like games where you are you know when you feel like when you're leaving others are you know staying on and continuing to have fun slash get stronger yeah. or you know games like Fortnite or those competitive games which i typically like playing i mean i would love to transition to more of a single player gamer because that's better to be yeah. able to pause and you know as a father but i like those yeah. competitive games and the issue with those is you know it's always like oh one more round one more round because you feel like you know the more yeah. you play the better you get and the more fun it is because then you know you're playing at a higher rank and i know that's not yeah. for everyone because i have friends that are like i don't get it like they've never been like that but i've always been kind of into that like you know competitive scene and trying to yeah. always get better as like i have other friends are like no i just got home from work i'm looking to turn my brain off and disconnect from the world yeah which is funny i've got uh we'll probably get to this a little bit later on but probably the guy that got me into gaming forever ago and i was i won't go all the details right now but no yeah you can start yeah why don't you talk why can you tell that story no problem all right sure so i was what was i grade four yeah i was probably in grade four and um, this guy lived around the corner from me, ended up being my best friend for the longest time before I moved out at West. And he, uh, he kept telling me about this video game he got for his birthday. And he was just about to beat it. Uh, and it was for Super Nintendo. And I said, well, when, when you beat it, like, can I try it and see what it's like? And he goes, okay, no problem. But I have to warn you, it's a little addictive. It's like, oh, that's okay. It's fine. It'll be fine. So he lent me this game called Final Fantasy 3. And I stayed up. So granted, I'm in grade, probably grade four. It was 97. So no, 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 no not 97. When did Final Fantasy 3 come out? Um, 94. So I would have been 12. So what's that work out to? 12 years old is in grade six. So I'm in grade six. And I go to bed at like 930. My parents go to bed. And I set my alarm for 1030. And I wake up and I sneak downstairs and I turn on PlayStation or Super Nintendo. And I play this game to like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I go to bed. I get up two hours later. I go to school. And I do the same thing every night for like weeks and weeks and weeks till I finally beat this game. And the same guy, Jason, who, who lent me this game that I gave him back, gave back to him. He's, he's continued to game his whole life. And he's, he's now got, he's got a daughter who's two. Um, and he, this guy probably has more games, both console-based, PC-based, and kind of board game uh, than anyone I know. Now, I'm not 
incredibly connected in the gaming community and he talks about friends of his that eclipse him um but gaming in all designs is kind of his life and his world so i was playing this other game it called there's a whole series the elder scrolls yep and i'm this is when of, you live with my brother right and you're yes and, yeah. yeah so <laughs> i'm a bit of like a completionist like if, if uh, a game has trophies like i don't want to stop playing that game till i've got every trophy so at some point I, I share with him like my characters. Like this is my character, and I don't play games online. I just go in, and we'll get back to this later. But I go into my own little world. I just kind of like tune characters and and work through every little side plot in any game I'm playing to the point that I can't basically do anything left because any fight or battle I get in, I just sneeze on somebody and they die. So I, I eventually logged into a server and was like, this is my guy. And my buddy Jay is like, why are you not playing online? Join my, my clan, join my group. We'll go in and we'll destroy everything in the yeah. world. We'll make us all more powerful. And I was the opposite. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to solo player this by myself against N- NPCs. And yeah. That's like, I have another friend, a friend that's like very much like that. And he always, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why don't you want to like compete and improve yourself and get better and show other people. And he's like, you know, unlike you that he sees is like, he's like, I don't need to be like an egotistical, like pissing people's Cheerios to have fun kind of thing is what he says. He's like, I just, you know, want to have fun for myself. And I'm like, I don't see it like that, but I can see how people that are very PVE focused or whatever are a lot more like that. Yeah. And, and I think part of it is, is based on the genre of games as well. Like, yeah, I'm very much almost strictly like an RPG type guy. And in order to be good at RPGs, and I wouldn't say I am, but there's quite a few hundred of hour, hundreds of hours you have to invest in leveling a character and gearing properly or, or whatever it is. For me, I, I just, I don't know why I have no interest in kind of putting that out into the larger community and, and playing that way. But it's definitely something that, that you can see the rewards when you've spent that much time invested into a game. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I like that and a lot of people like that, but again, that, that goes back again, same buddy where he's kind of like, you know, I don't need kind of like other people to say like, you know, Oh, look at that guy to kind of feel like, you know, the time I put in was worthwhile, but some people obviously that kind of, you know, gives you that good feeling that, you know, it wasn't, you know, a hundred hours or a thousand hours wasted that, you know, I can yeah. show people I have something to show for this thousand hours. Like I actually yeah. always joke my buddies too, you know, the amount of World of Warcraft we played in high school. It's always like, man, if, if all of us put that amount of hours into like learning like instruments, like we could probably have a pretty <laughs> kick-ass band right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's and, funny. And, and speaking of, a, you know, another quick story, just, you know, not related, but going back to your, you know, Final Fantasy four and kind of addiction, um, I had another friend, um, which I don't know if you'd want me to be telling this story, but I won't use names, uh, where he got super addicted to uh, Counter-Strike. And okay. we were a part of like this server where they had stats and they tracked everything. And he kind of wanted to, some reason, he set a goal, like I want to be like, you know, one of the top players on the server. It was called BMC. And uh, he, his parents eventually were like, okay, this, you know, this, you're, you're staying up too late. You're, you know, it's, it's impacting your school. Um, you know, we're going to uninstall, uh, take away the discs. And at first the parents didn't really understand computers. So, you know, he could still play without the discs. Then they figured out that he was still able to play and he's waking up in the middle of the night. So then they were like, okay, we're going to disconnect your router. Um, 
and anyways, they kept going, and eventually they got to the point where the dad figured out like to uninstall it from the computer and everything. Yeah. And it got to a point where he was doing the same thing, setting alarm. He knew where the parents hid everything in their closet. He would sneak into their room, install the game, play it for like three, four hours, uninstall the game, go back wow. to bed, all like, you know, without getting caught. Um, yeah. And then, you know, eventually I, was, I think he just, his parents eventually obviously found out because even as a kid, you need less sleep. But going that long running on, you know, two hours sleep every night, eventually you, it wears on you. Well, I, and I think it's, I don't know, like, and you've probably talked about this in, in some of your last episodes, but like gaming gets a pretty bad rap for, for being all consuming and insulative and addictive. And, and I'm not saying it's not some of those things, but like the addictive qualities are not just, not just gaming, like those sorts of addictions manifest themselves in other people's lives in so many other different ways as well. Like, yeah, it's I, just I like it's so easy to get into, like, right? Because it's something you can do from the comfort of your own home 24 7. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's, people can fall into that a lot easier. We, as kind of like my day job, I've got two jobs, as you know, Michael, but I'm, I'm a, like a full time high school guidance counselor. Um, and I work for the, the local fire department as well on like a part time basis. But I remember this I had this conversation with this one kid what do you want to do after high school? like uh i think i'm gonna go into game design cool why do you want to do that because i'm seriously addicted to video games i play about 12 hours a day in between eating and coming to school and i do it every chance i get and like he he actually had conversation with me about it like he he had gone into some treatment programs for it and and recognized the fact that there's times that it crossed the line from a hobby and something that brought him joy to a compulsion then good for him like it's recognizing those signs is 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 important um, and and taking steps necessary but i don't want to say that that is all based on counter-strike or fortnite or any other game that's that's not the point of it but you just got to be mindful that when it becomes something that is detracting from other areas of your life, that that's when anything becomes a problem, right? Yeah. It's actually in high school, actually in grade 12, I took data management and uh, like stats. And um, one of my final project was like, I guess, does uh, video games have a negative impact on your GPA? Um, and my final findings. And I'm sure your final answer was it has a positive impact. On uh, no, the actual final findings were, I mean, it does, but there's a threshold um, and a similar threshold can be found with people that overly focus on sports or exercise or anything. It's just, yeah. it's about having a balanced life. Like you just said, like if you get addicted to anything, even though it's working out, I mean, that obviously has a bit of a more positive impact because um, obviously you have something to show for it and you're, you're healthier. <laughs> but it still will have a negative impact on the rest of your life if you get yeah. addicted to one section sector. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, actually, so interesting. Speaking about your career there, you mentioned you're, you're a teacher. Um, I, yeah. I mean, that might be an interesting, if you have any, do you have any advice for other parents, especially going into 2021, you know, here in Ontario, there's going to be lockdowns. Do you have any advice for homeschooling kids in 2021? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so yes, but like, everything is based on your ability to be involved. And it's, I mean, the biggest piece of advice that I would give anybody today, not even just as a parent, um, as an educator and as a new parent, it, it's the more, the more evolved you can be, 
the better in, in everything, in your kids' video game playing, in your kids' sport interests, in their crafts, in their social networks, in anything. The more involved you are, the more you, you partner with them, the more they trust you, the more, the more you enjoy things at the end of the day. So as we are looking at a, another spike in cases of COVID and elementary schools going back into online learning and secondary schools in, in the new year, which, which we've just entered, if you have the ability to sit with your kids and, and just physically be there with them, while they're working and while you're working, um, that that goes a long way, because the number of times that that you're just become a sounding board to your kids' concerns or thoughts or frustrations, because ninety percent of the the venting that we're all hearing about from our from our spouses, from our partners, from our friends, it, it's not about that issue. It's about just kind of our day-to-day frustrations with where we are. And I think that that's the more involved we are and the more present we are, the more tuned we are to those, those concerns. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that the, you know, it's going to take a lot more patience and hopefully everyone has it, uh, you know, this go around uh, with with the shutdown, at least I'm finding even just, you know, going to do curbside pickups, how much, you know, I went to Canadian tire the other day and people were revving the engines and swearing at each other because there's only a limited amount of spots. And I just think, cause you know, it's second go around and, you know, there's a huge spectrum of where people stand on, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, their position with this thing. Yeah. Um, So it's just going to be a lot more challenging this go around. And I think you can have a lot less patience, which kind of goes back to, again, like you're saying with the parenting, like, you know, as much as it sucks, you know, it sucks for them as well. So, you know, try to just be as present as you can. And yeah, you know. well, I think as well, like the first go around, like there's a lot of crap in a pandemic. We all know that, like, we don't have to talk about that, but there's some hidden cool stuff too. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, the first time around, for me at least, it was, hey, kids, we're, uh, we're doing homeschool. So your dad's kind of your teacher now. And yeah, I got my own stuff to do at work too, but my job is flexible enough that I, I don't have to be, like I can do it at nine o'clock at night, I can do it at two o'clock in the morning, I can do it at nine in the morning. It's um, when I'm working from home, I should say. Um, I do have web conferences and all that stuff I have to do but I can spend a bunch of time with my kids. So the first time around when it was like homeschool, it gave us the opportunity to say, what's important to you guys? What do you feel like you need to learn about? And they told me. And in that time we built stuff. We built planter boxes for the garden. We planted a garden. We learned about how seeds germinated and and grew. And we learned about nutrition from those plants. We cooked with the plants we grew. We built bookcases with using measurement and math and and those were all fun and novel things to do the first go around but i imagine come march again this year if we're still in this sort of situation i i'm gonna say okay kids let's build something else and they might go ah we did that last year (laughs) and it's it's just that kind of fun view of it of looking for all the possibilities is is harder to find the second go around as you're saying yeah, and I mean the other thing that I think is really interesting that um, I mean 
you did, my understanding, the first go around, which could be good for other parents, is rather than obviously, you know, the teachers are giving you, you know, set assignments, set homeworks, whatever. But to my understanding, you know, the uh, they're not really able to really mark you and access you, right? So it's kind of like every kid's more or less getting pushed through. So you kind of took that as an opportunity to be like, okay, you know, Spencer's, let's say, you know, really good at math. So we're not really going to try that hard or focus that hard on his, you know, math yeah. homework. We're going to focus That's... on subjects he's weaker at and vice versa, yeah. uh, kind of a tailored program for, you know, Chloe. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Chloe, uh, which is we really did. cool because like I was in school, it's like you, everyone does that, the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's like you're falling asleep in class or your kid can ace it. They still got to go through it. But now this yeah. is almost like an opportunity. If as the yeah. parent, you have the time to invest to, you know, customize their learning program. Yeah, exactly. So, and I know everyone, like, obviously I went to teacher's college and have some training in designing programs and curriculum, but like doing your best is better than doing nothing. And it's like looking for the opportunities is hard to do, um, especially when we're sitting there staring at CNN, listening to the daily COVID counts. And it's very easy. And I've done it too. Don't, don't get me wrong to look at all of those. Okay. This is why the world's in the toilet right now, mm-hmm. but sometimes looking a bit deeper to go, okay, well, yeah, we're in the toilet, but what opportunities does that present that weren't there yesterday? So that, if you can take that sort of perspective on it, um, it, it affords you with some, with some possibilities. True, for sure. Yeah. So I guess we'll circle back to kind of gaming, but I was parenting stuff for a bit. Um, <laughs> why uh, do you have a favorite memory or a story, I guess, from gaming when you're younger? Um, it's, it would be one of two. It would be one of the, one of the experiences that we talked about uh, earlier, it would either Final be Final Fantasy Four one. Yeah, it would either be that first first introduction into really the world of gaming, where I got kind of a an endless world map to go explore and level a character up and storylines to go and explore and and sort of just realize how engaging that was to the point that I wanted to wake up an hour after I went to bed to play and then shut it back down and go to sleep and just do it all encompassing. Um, and doing that for weeks on end, that, that would be one. Um, then I think the next one, again, this is a very long time ago, but uh, a couple of years after that, so PlayStation, or sorry, Final Fantasy three came out in 94. And then in 97, so to age myself, I was 15 at the time. Uh, one of the sequels came out, uh, Final Fantasy seven. And that, that I still think is the best game I've played in my life. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. Because it's one of those, it's one of those games that is, it's to me a good mixture of open world play where you can follow no storyline if you want to. You can just go kill stuff in the middle of a world map until you're until the cows come home and max out your characters and all that stuff. Or you can do none of that and just follow a storyline. Or you can look for a million side quests and just do them. Or you can have a hybrid model of, of all of those things. So by the time that game out, I had kind of some freedoms to the point that I did relatively well in school and I was a pretty responsible kid. So if I said, I'm going to stay up and play video games tonight, my parents would kind of say, all right, you know, just make sure you make it to school on time and do what you need to do. Um, 
And yeah, so I got a chance to kind of work through that game um, and loved every second of it. So that, that was one of those two moments or, or experiences in gaming. It probably been one of the, the top ones in my life. And if there's a hidden third, I didn't, I didn't even think about this until I said it. My cousin, not cousin, Michael Walker slash you, lent me your PlayStation last year with the Final Fantasy VII remake. And I was very excited. And I worked through that game. I don't know, how long did I have it? Six weeks, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't too long. And it was actually kind of funny because at one point I think I was like, hey, how's the game coming along? And you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm like a few hours from being done the game, but I'm kind of delaying it because I don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I've got... Uh, uh, I'll come back to this a bit, but I've got a PlayStation of my own now, and I went and bought PlayStation myself. Five. I did get a PlayStation Five. I actually got two of them, and then I sold one. Oh, that's exciting! Did you do? Did you be one of the? You were part of the problem. Did you scalp it for a profit? I did scalp it for a profit. <laughs> However, I wasn't. I'm not gonna say I'm not part of the problem, but it in no way was my intention going into it. Uh, yeah, you just put your name down at two stores and told yeah. me one would call you, but then both called you, right? Then both called me. And then I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with two? So first thing I did is offered one to you for like just kind of what I paid for it. And then you were you're building a, a custom gaming system. So I actually just built it, it uh, this weekend. Oh, amazing. Like last weekend. Yeah. So good. So I wanted to uh, – so after I had my, my moral moment, I was like, okay, I don't want to – I don't want to be a – hoodlum here and extort people okay well now i'll go export extort people so <laughs> i tried i failed okay i'll be part of the problem yeah exactly yeah so i sold yeah. my second one i wish i could um, like i said i'm just more of the pc master race but the console gaming is is a far uh cheaper route to go oh totally because my pc is worth significantly more than a playstation 5 unfortunately i'm shit and <laughs> yes and you can always just keep upgrading it right every time a new cpu every time yeah well the one i currently got like normally i kind of go like halfway or 70 percent of the way there uh th this go around i'm i'm almost like top of the line for most of the stuff that's out amazing um because i was like hey, i'll just get some more longevity out of it and not run it five years from now yeah so good so, so what games did you did you have you played the PlayStation 5 yet? I know you're renovating your basement and got a new yeah. TV for Christmas and setting all that up, but um, have you had a chance so, to play it yet? So my, I bought my PlayStation, oh, I don't even remember when launch day was, early November. So I got it launch day, day after launch day. I picked it up. It is still sitting in the box upstairs. So it's been sitting there for two months. Um, I've now got the PlayStation, I've got the television to play it on not that i only have one television in my house i have a number of which i could just easily go grab the box plug it into and start going but it's more to do with as is the case of me being a bit of a completionist when it comes to things like rpgs i'm also a completionist when it comes to things like projects so i'm sitting right now in my basement looking around at a construction zone where i'm going to have my custom inset 75 inch television with my fireplace and my receiver and my surround sound system and my, and my, and my, and my, and it's not finished. And until it's finished, I vowed to myself, I am not going to set it up and get all of the rewards from playing my PlayStation 5 on these amazing games that are out and being as happy as a kid in a candy store until I can do it in the space I want to do it in. So my kids are like, they chirp me every day. Dad has a PlayStation and he hasn't even opened it. 
and my wife just rolls her eyes, but it's, uh, yeah, it's up there waiting for me. So I've well, got... that's kind of like you, you can't, you're like, I can't, I can't enjoy it until like, I know all my side projects are done. Otherwise I'm going to kind of like not enjoy it. I'm going to go to bed that night being like, I was kind of a degenerate today. I can, I play games all day rather than doing, you know, projects with my spare time. Yeah. So it's, I've got, I got both the kids a game for it for Christmas. I mean, the PS5 is backwards compatible for the vast majority of games. Oh, nice. So Chloe's got, we've got her a copy of Little Big Planet. Yeah. And then Spencer Spider-Man. So that, that won a game of the year. So should be good. Like the old one, the, the, not the one that was like a couple of years old or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think it won it okay. like 2017 yep. or 18. Yeah, so he's got that one. Um, she's got Little Big Planet, and then I bought two games for myself. Two. Nice. What did you get? Three. Uh, I've got a game called Bloodborne, which okay, yeah, which is kind of like Dark Souls, right? Yeah, sort. Of, well, I got kind of that too. So <laughs> I got Demon Souls. Oh yeah, which yeah. Is oh, nice. Part of the dark. Yeah, part of the Dark Souls. Um, to me, it was between that and Godfall. I didn't know which one I was going to grab, um, and then I just kind of was talking to the guy. I think you probably made the right so. choice. Yeah, well, I kind of got convinced by the by the guy that worked at EB Games as well that if I'm gonna just grab one of them to start with, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, so I've got Bloodborne and Demon Souls sitting there, and then I, I grabbed uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake again. Um, that's a PS4 that I'll I'll play through again a second time um, because I don't know if I can actually suck my my low data off your machine to mine because it's all under your account. But I'll I'll figure that out later to see if we need to. We might be able, I could, I'm sure you could Google it. Might be able to do some USB action or something like that. Yeah, I'll figure it out if I need to. Um, yeah, so those are sitting there waiting for me. And then um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake is, is projected to be three or four installments. Um, so part two of that remake is, um, I mean, they haven't launched anything or maybe I think it was like next year is what I heard the rumor 2022. Yeah. But... I wasn't sure, but there, it's a there, rumor. There, yeah. And there's a bit of a race too, because they've also hinted the fact that uh, Final Fantasy 16, which has nothing to do with the remake series, that's been in development for about four years. So now they're saying, okay, well, which one's going to be released first? Um, so who knows? Um, but I'm looking forward to that second part of the remake coming back out. I mean, I'll buy anything in the Final Fantasy series anyways. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and then anything from the Elder Scrolls. So there was one put out in 2020 that I'll grab. Um, I worked a lot. Probably the last game I played really hard, um, apart from my most recent reintroduction into um, gaming, is, is probably Oblivion, uh, which... That was 20, I think I started it in 2008 and then played through that endlessly until maybe 10, 2010. Nice. Um, yeah. And that, I, mean, I kind of disappeared out of gaming for a while because, I mean, your, your podcast kind of discusses fatherhood and gaming. And for the longest time, for me, it's, it had been fatherhood or gaming. And yeah. I, I hadn't found a way to kind of marry those two. Yeah, for sure. Um, but now I'm at the point, I mean, I've got an eight-year-old who loves gaming, who disappears up to bed at eight o'clock. Um, my daughter is like completely self-sufficient that if I just disappeared for four days, I'd come home and yeah, the house would be a mess, but she would have made herself grilled cheese and mac and cheese and gone to school and 
looked after all the pets and kind of wondered where the heck I was, but she'd be fine. Yeah. So they're at the point that they're pretty self self sustaining. So now I can kind of do a little bit more of the things that, that I like to do. Nice. So they, I mean, yeah, that's good to hear. And speaking of Final Fantasy, I also have Final Fantasy 15 if you want to borrow that. Oh, I have, I have a big blind spot of games from like 2010 till now. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. Like uh, one of the conversations um, you and I will have a lot of over the next couple of years is, okay, Mike, I just finished this game. Yeah, I like trade this, games or whatever. But I hated that. Like, what should I play next? Because like, it's just anything really released in the last decade is brand new to me. Yeah. Which is exciting because then you can pick up a yeah. bunch of like five, ten dollar games um, that are like brand new and great. And, you know, like, like I don't know, like that you've heard of, I'm sure you have, but The Last of Us. Yep. Um, like, that's like a game that I also have. Um, and if you want it, um, but that's apparently one of the best games to come out for PlayStation 4. Awesome. So, like, you know, games like that yeah. that you haven't heard of are great. Well, it's just when you're, I don't know, I guess I'll call it current and you're waiting for those new releases, like as, as you've just mentioned, like every new release game on, on the latest generation of console is a hundred bucks. And if, if you can play it five years later after it's won all its awards and has a bit of a reputation behind it, you can pick up a digital copy for 10 bucks. Like, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot cheaper if you just take 10 years off, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So going back as to Spencer or anything like that, and I know you haven't, I guess, uh, gamed, like you said, more or less for the last like decade. Um, but do you have any, I guess, you know, have you done any gaming with your kids or have any like proud, you know, daddy gaming moments with them? I, I do. Um, for me, it's more that somehow even, and maybe this is the nature versus nurture argument. I haven't really... I haven't pushed games or gaming on him or in front of him. And I also haven't kind of led by example, I guess I call it, where he sees me playing and wants to do it. But despite the fact that it's not been his experience in that way, he just he loves it. He loves gaming and he just gravitates towards it. So I think it's just something that that I, I love the fact that he enjoys it because I know that as his, as he matures and as his tastes develop and refine, um, it, it'll probably be something that, that we can share um, kind of a love of. So I, I, I hope that like right now, his biggest thing he loves probably is with all kids is, is like Fortnite. I'm not a first person shooter guy. It doesn't, really interest me in any way since the days of GoldenEye, which was fun for a little while, but that was like forever ago. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see him develop into different genres and different types of games, but yeah, just That's I think seeing him engaged is is kind of just proud as it is. Yeah, and I've always joked, you know, with, within reason with Julianne, but it's kind of funny because obviously if, um, you know, once like for Catherine, if Spencer gets into gaming and you're gaming, you know, she can't really, you know, give you bullshit. You're like, hey, I'm just, you know, hanging out <laughs> and spending time with my, you know, son. You can't really get mad that we're you nope. know, playing games rather than going outside. Well, it's no different than like, I mean, again, you talked about working out and stuff, but is it really any different than me saying, hey, Spencer, let's grab a baseball and go play, play pitch and catch in the backyard, right? It's, 
it's the same thing. It's, it's sharing a passion for something you guys both enjoy together. Yeah, for so, sure. And it's just about like you always have there maintaining a balance. Like in the yeah, end of the as day. long as it, as long as you have those sort of recreational pursuits as well. Like I'm, we we won't talk much about this as well. But um, I'm a pretty active guy. Like I'm a phys ed teacher before I ever became a guidance counselor. And there's not a sport around that I don't love to go and play. Yeah, but, for sure. But I'd be just as happy to sit around and play Nintendo with Spencer for or Chloe for a couple hours as it would to go skiing, but we do both of those things. So you're right. It's just, it's balance. So it's, you go play video games. And then when that's done, okay, guys, let's get in the car. We're going to go to the ski hill, ski for a couple hours. So as long as you can keep that balance, then, then everything's good. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's definitely the key thing. So, I mean, I know you haven't gamed that because you, you found it challenging to kind of maintain um, you know, fatherhood, being, you know, competent, you know, dad and, and husband, everything well gaming still. Uh, but do you have any, I guess, tips for other dads and just fatherhood tips, not necessarily how to be, stay a gamer well being, uh, you know, a good dad, but just in general, fatherhood tips? I think that's where it comes down to something we were talking about earlier is, is kind of staying present. And what I mean by that is like, if, if there's, if, if you're a family of three, you've got one child and I'm describing your reality right now and you're all hanging out of the main floor in the living room, your wife and your child and your baby are there and you're there also, but you're on the TV playing Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever with, with your gaming community, you're physically there, but you're not really. So yeah. that inevitably is only going to lead to conflict. So I don't think gaming is an issue if in the time that you're with your family, you're with your family. And in the time that your family is doing other things or sleeping or visiting with in-laws or parents, if you're then at that time in something that engages you like gaming, then that's great. But just making sure that you separate those times, that the time you have access to your family and your family is engaged and and wanting you around like that that's your primary obligation and then- yeah i mean as, as someone else that which is such the best way to say it right is like as long as gaming is like you know a recharge to help you be a hundred percent you know present when mm-hmm. you're with your family then that's great exactly. um as long as it's never like you're feeling like oh i have to go hang out with my kid again i'd rather be you know gaming or yeah. whatever then yeah and at that point it, if that does kind of cross your mind that's the point you have to ask yourself some of the harder questions yeah, take about, a step back yeah yeah it's it's what role is gaming in my life and yeah when it becomes and is it worth it or whatever yeah 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 nice do you have any other general fatherhood tips like whether anything eat sleep school anything that you would think would be worthwhile to do all of those things eat sleep go to school <laughs> I meant more for like you know <laughs> you to tell other parents like you know oh this worked for us in terms of like you know sleep training or eating or that kind of stuff oh i'm too old for that all right um yeah i, I mean my youngest is eight right so yeah. it's everything i talk about now it, it's not it's not like, like what i'm going through it's just like school and friends and bullying and that kind of stuff like the whole next step which I yeah not to it, yet. yeah it's it's a total different reality like i remember and this is such a distant memory for me now, but kind of jumping around a little bit, but it'll all tie together, I promise, is sometimes I go to work. And when I say work, I mean 
school as a teacher or a guidance counselor. Yep. And somebody will say, how was your night last night? I was like, ah, oh, I was good. Oh, I went to a car accident at three o'clock in the morning for two and a half hours. And we had to pull someone out of the car and put him in an ambulance and go to the hospital. Then I went back home and I slept and then I got up and I came to work. And they look at me, they're like, how do you do that? What do you mean? Like, how do you get up in the middle of the night for two hours? You go do something, you come home, you go to bed. And I go, it's parenting. Like, it's no different from having a newborn baby that just has problems sleeping. And that's been a while for me. But getting up at three o'clock in the morning, trying to feed, change, trying to rock somebody back to sleep who just wants to, like, play with your face and pull on your nose hairs and have nothing to do with going back to sleep. And then finally, eventually gets back to sleep. And then you get a few minutes to sleep before you go to work. That's sort of just training for, for things that come later. And it's, I, I think ultimately it's the biggest thing that you can, that I took away from, from those early days of parenting is recognizing when you need sleep. And if it's at four o'clock in the afternoon for two hours, and then you do a couple of things in the evening, go back to sleep. That's fine. If you can find time in there for gaming, go for it. I couldn't because that was the hardest part of new parenting for me was trying to figure out how to function on that sort of interrupted sleep without the big solid six, seven, eight, nine hours in a row. Um, but ultimately we all kind of make it through it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what, you know, Aaron, I said, my brother always said jokingly, you know, he always said, Oh, you were kind of like, always training to be you know a dad and to be good at the parenting thing especially the earlier phase because i always just sacrificed sleep for you know yeah. gaming even when it was like you know wasn't as big of an issue when i was younger and yeah but now i think like you've again naturally sort of been training in the fact that when you when maddie goes to bed like there's if you decide you're going to be playing that night like there's probably six hours after she goes to bed that you're wide awake. So yeah. if you don't have a headset on and you can actually hear what's going on, or you've got a baby monitor, you've got a solid six hours that Julianne's like, you do it. Like I'm, I'm passed out. I'm recharging my batteries and getting what I need. You're up. So if you need to step out of a game for an hour to deal with Maddie, then you're right there ready to go. Yeah, And then for sure. at two o'clock when you're wiped or whenever it is, then by that point, Julian's recharged a bit. So, no, I, I think if you can manage to do both game and be on baby alert while while playing, then there's probably a lot of new moms out there that wish their husbands played. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's all about balance, and like I always say, and and about teamwork with your spouse as well, where. Um, and it's not as simple and clear cut as in regards to like, okay, you know, you all do Tuesday, Thursday night, you do, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday kind of thing. But uh, within reason, you got to do that a bit as well, just so you, yeah. to make sure you both, both you A, you both shove your own hobbies and B, support each other's hobbies, whether that be, yeah. you know, gaming or as you know, my wife is a big into scrapbooking. So like, you know, if some night she's like, hey, I just want to catch up and do some scrapbooking stuff then, or even some days on the weekend, you know, we got to work together and. Yeah. And I think that that's where, that's where you build a partnership too. And it's, it doesn't matter if it's scrapbooking, sports, gaming, cooking, it's, it's creating the boundaries and, and the expectations of mommy or daddy are doing, is doing something right now that serves the purpose of 
serving themselves and, and self-care. And whatever form that takes doesn't matter. It's respecting the purpose of the activity and not judging that activity. Because every one of those activities I just named, there's going to be people around that criticize. But if you, if you recognize the fact that the purpose of those pursuits, of those activities, is to recharge your own batteries, be fully present in the lives of one another, and creating expectations about what respect exists there, then that only leads to healthy relationships amongst everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I totally, totally hear you. Totally agree. Perfect. All righty. Well, I, um, unless there's anything else uh, you want to talk about, I think, you know, that's kind of what, what, what I typically like to cover in the episode. I think that's, that's good for me. All right. Sweet. Well, I really appreciate your time, uh, Robbie, and I'm sure we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye for now. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed the episode. My main takeaways from the episode were to be mentally present, not just physically there. Gaming should be a recharge to ensure that you can be the best father and husband possible. If gaming ever gets to a point where it retracts from your joy, it's time to take a step back. The more you are present with your kids and all aspects of their life, whether that be gaming, school, or their relationships, the more they will trust you and be transparent with you. Also remember that all kids are different and you need to adjust your parenting style depending on the kid. Thanks again for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed the episode.